Yeah, gang, what up? It's High Drop 33. That's a special number for people that like semi-prime numbers. talk shit hella broke though the opposite of hella rich but uh thank you guys for joining me um i keep trying to do video i'm i'm recording this again and i i keep under delivering i feel sorry about that it's you know what's weird is like i'm recording on my phone um and i'm trying to get this youtube channel going i swear to god i am trying i know that some of you guys would prefer to watch this on the YouTubes or at least just be able to access it via YouTube. So I'm trying every week I try. And here's the problem is when you have an hour long or plus hour long clip on your phone, it's damn near impossible to get it onto your computer and like start editing with it because airdrop is pure shit. And then even just uploading it from my phone just takes forever. So um, I want to find like a system that I can be consistent with before I just keep releasing it. But anyhow, Hopefully this is the time that it's going to work. I'm, I'm hoping that this will be the episode and I can figure it out before I uh, leave town here and I'll be able to drop it like a little special su- treat, a little special surprise for you listeners on, uh, on the day, on the week that I'm not even here, which would be, you know, that's that dopeness when you do something, when you can't even, holy shit, when you can't even, um, you're not even there and you've raised the bar. I'm like going to be absent next week. I'm going to Burning Man next week. And uh, so by the time this comes out, I'm going to schedule this episode for release. When this comes out, I will be burning, baby. I'll be burning hard. It's my first and only burn. Um, Oh, by the way, that was Rich the Kid and Tory Lanez, two of my favorite hip-hop artists on on the scene right now with Talk To Me. Talk to me, baby. And I want you guys to talk to me, and that's why I'm talking to you. So we're doing a a solo rant. We haven't done one of these episodes in a while, so... Hopefully it's going to be fun. Um, I'm a little bit nervous to be honest because I have to, uh, I have kind of a tight schedule and, uh, I want to, I don't want to be rushed, but, uh, and I rarely am with these. I usually drag it on way too long, but, but it's been a minute since I've, uh, I've done the solo rant. So I had to write some notes down. I usually have no agenda coming into these episodes, but I wrote some stuff down that I would like to cover. Namely what we were just covering. One of those is burning man. So I'm going to go to that young Burning Man. And if you don't know what Burning Man is, welcome to the club because I don't know really what the fuck it is. That's why I'm going. I'm excited about going. It's like, you know, I don't even really know the history of it. I got the survival guide over here. I could read to you guys from that, but I'd have to get up and go get it. And, uh, well, maybe it's worth it. Maybe it's worth it. I might, I might just go peep that real quick. But I mean, I've read through it here. Here we go. Let me just give you the gist. I feel like here's the, re- the reason why I'm uh, 
dancing around it a little bit is because burners for whatever reason i feel like the burners like you if you hear about it if you've lived in the united states it's this radical group gathering that has happened i think for maybe like a dozen or more years maybe 20 years now or something like this every year it's just like a bunch of people that go out into the desert and they create like their own mini society of like free expression and it's uh the ideals are just like radical inclusion like basically anyone can come gifting and like there's no economy uh there's no like exchange economy it's it's all gift giving so you go there everything's free basically although i mean you do have to pay See, I don't know. I, I don't know all the ins and outs, but you do have to pay. It's like a ticket. You have to get in. You have to like, it's a $400 ticket, but, and then you're basically out there just like camping in the middle of the desert. It's extreme. It's hot. There's no water. Like you're, you're up against the elements. It's like this, I don't know. It's like this extreme, almost like life cycle or something. They're just trying to create a week long, just radical experience. And, um, you're supposed to kind of go out there, embrace the challenge, you know, discover things about yourself, work together. Teamwork is like another big thing that they, they try to encourage because you have to kind of work together out there. Um, and you meet, you know, you know, the stories I've heard, you meet lots of interesting people. You see crazy art, like people go out there and create these crazy structures. And um, if you, again, we had Paul Whitecotton on the, on the podcast a couple episodes ago and he, <clears throat> He went out to Burning Man in that documentary, People Emotion, which again, I can't stress enough. Like it's a really good documentary to go check out. So, and it's online for free now. So might as well watch it. I think it's in that Paul White Cotton description. Um, but like, if you want to get a little bit of a taste on that, like that's, <clears throat> that's where he went. And there's just like these crazy structures that people build. And then at the end of the week, everything must die basically like it's like a little life cycle like i'm saying it's like you go in there's like this huge temple the man or whatever the the man that you actually burn and like you put all the artwork in and you know i i don't know i'm probably like misrepresenting it in some way or another here because i don't know what it is about burners but they kind of like sometimes i feel like there's there's it's 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 it seems like a hyped up event you know to be fair and i think it's probably because it is a really extreme and fun and crazy and um, who knows, like a bunch of things that like are valuable in life happen at, at the burn. Uh, but because of that, you also get attracted to, or you also hear like all the almost, <clears throat> and I don't, again, I don't want to shit on the burn because I think I'm very excited about this. And I know that the ideals are very, um, you know, pure i guess at least in the beginning you know these guys just was like wanted to go separate and start a mini society you know if you know about the burning man just fucking tell me about it maybe reach in i should i should really like not talk about it much further because i just i'll tell you about it when i come back my experience i'm very excited to just go out there and you know i really have no agenda other than like to my same agenda as always is to just be better than i was the day before and uh and just work towards um growing and learning as a you know, human being, um, which again, that's one of the reasons why you want to go to Burning Man is because it's this extreme situation. You're in the desert, you're fighting the elements, there's dust storms, there's, you know, dehydration and there's like crazy people out there. There's, you know, it'll attract some people that are 
you know, maybe have the wrong intentions, like the you know, the Coachella types, those motherfucking festival heads and like the people that are there, you know, and maybe they're the right intentions, but maybe they're not. Who knows? I don't fucking know. I don't really care, but you know what I'm talking about. If you've been to these festivals, you know that there's some people just want to go out and be super getting down, getting weird. And, um, and that's great. And also sometimes it's not so great because they just, they may be missing out. They might be actually diluting their experience or escaping the, uh, the, the lessons by just drowning it in drugs and alcohol and stuff like this in Coachella. So, or, you know, not, I'm not picking on Coachella even, but you just get that shit. Like the reason I bring it up is cause I, I've never really vibed with, with, um, people that are super into like festivals and hippies, basically, you know, people that, I don't know. I, I, that's another reason why I'm stoked to go because like I've, uh, I've come around to the, this idea, you know, I've, I've been, I've had the option of maybe trying to go years past, but, um, you know, now I'm ready to go. Maybe, you know, this is the year to go. This is the year that I felt like it had to happen. Um, and that's just like timing, baby. Sometimes you get that, that timing, right? This fucking mic is like swinging into my face. So anyhow, burn baby. The burn. If you've been to the burn, let me know. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it, but I can't wait to share some of the crazy stories. Go Google it. It's it's just a wild experience. And uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing next week when this comes out. I'll be fucking in the desert, potentially fucking crawling around on my stomach with like my wearing nothing but a belt and like face paint and shit. You know, you got to get like, I had to get all these hats and goggles and protection you know from the elements so despite it being free the whole time i'm out there i'm going to be like experiencing like you know the the gift giving thing and it's going to be fun to just exchange in this radical free gift giving society you know i don't know i don't really know what to expect i'm going in with with pretty low expectations honestly because um i think that's the best way to go into anything just like not really i'm just gonna be me and have a good ass time probably because i'm not trying to make it more than it is um but who knows, you know, I'm, I'm also expecting it to be extreme, but uh, I like going through the fire, going through the fire, literally. And that's what I was getting. I think I've, I've been going on a tangent, just a constant tangent since this podcast started, but the, the, uh, the burn, like you burn everything. So that's also symbolic is like the letting go of the experience, letting go of the art that, that you know, the crazy art that you've created and, you know, moving forward, you know, again, like that's, that's another huge part of, um, Again, like these mini life cycles, like you think about your own life, you want to be gracefully going into the night, you know, death becomes us all or whatever. And we all have to like make our peace with that. And you hopefully aren't like kicking and screaming on your way out. So just like, I mean, corpse pose at the end of a yoga class, like these are all like mini little life microcosms. Um, and I think the burn is going to be a really crazy and wild and fun experience. I'm very excited. My brother is who I'm going with, um, and his crew and they've done it numerous times. So, um, I'm, I'm in good hands at least. I'm going to have a lot of good friends there. It's going to be nice to, to get away from it all. And, and to, you know, apex has been dealing with, um, if, if I think we've mentioned this in a few episodes prior, if you guys want to reach out to the apex Louisville, GoFundMe. It's in, it's going to be in the description. And, uh, again, I can't shout it out enough. Like we've been working really hard. The team's coming together. We've had like sort of a, uh, we talked about quickenings last week with Travis Lee and it was a mad quickening to kind of get through, um, the relocation of the apex Louisville gym. 
and we pretty much, you know, beat the brunt of it. And we're, I'm pretty proud of everyone that was involved. I mean, like, I don't know why I'm proud, but I'm just like grateful to have like such good people and community around me, um, that we were able to get through that, but we are still struggling to, you know, a little bit from that. And that's why we started that GoFundMe. And, uh, and there's a lot of people that have already risen up. I think we already are like almost two thirds of our way through the goal. So much love to all the people that reached out. If you guys want to reach out and, um, contribute or help spread the message like please do so and thank you guys because apex is is definitely giving me so much so i definitely want to uh, mention them today um because i'm at while i'm at the baron you know like what a what a dream come true that would be to come home and just see like the gofundme goal was reached and uh and that things are going to be okay i mean i think we're going to be okay either way you know we're strong and i've i've seen us pull together on just this and other trials and tribulations so but um but what are we at now that's what's peep, peeping off in my neck of the woods that's just popping right now um that's really i mean that's really all i even wanted to cover with uh burning man just like i'm gonna go it's gonna be sick and uh Let's go. Let's see what's going on. Speaking of GoFundMe's, by the way, I got like a, I had a little mini current events lined up. So I've booked like a few, or I've saved a few, bookmarked a few uh, posts recently for my Instagram feed. And I wanted to share the ones that I thought were um, interesting in the world of parkour, at least, with you a lot. So speaking of GoFundMe's, is, um, where the fuck is it? I don't know. I don't know how, but I just don't know how to use Instagram still. All right, we got Engis and uh just posted uh, today, actually, just forty-five minutes ago, that uh, he is he's thought long and hard, and he's starting his own GoFundMe or FundMe page um, to help fund his training, and uh, and he's got a long post, so I don't necessarily need to. Uh, he just says he doesn't want to do bullshit commercials or have to have a sponsorship or a product that I don't agree with. He wants to be something. I'm not just in a hope for a possible job that I would necessarily like. Wait, what is this? Uh, it's hard for me to to think and read at the same time. Sorry, guys. Established. I've established whatever I want to establish. I will keep on delivering daily moment, movement inspiration along with my thoughts on parkour and life in general on Instagram and keep making regular YouTube content on the Ashigaru channel. I'll write an article on my TP page. TP. I wonder if that's like a European Patreon. It sounds like what it is. So yeah, he's got some kind of European Patreon style page. Um, TP. Typey. TP. Tippy. I found it sounds like you're getting tips. Um, so Joe, check that out. I mean, we've had, we've had some support on our Patreon page. So, uh, I'm definitely in full favor of, you know, this is kind of like a new paradigm shift for, for the future. And the basically what NGS is talking about in his post is just not wanting to have to take and support shitty brands. And, um, you know, I've thought about this stuff a lot recently too. And I've just been, especially, you know, with the whole big shit and, and, in Red Bull and everything. And like, I've been, I have, I always see both sides of it. Like I can never not see both sides. It's really annoying because my mind always just goes back and forth and kind of always just lands me somewhere in the middle. And it's hard for me to like really jump to picking one side or the other. Like, because when you have, when you, when you're on a side, like you, it almost invariably like puts you towards an extreme viewpoint because, um, 
really like the light, the way that, you know, I feel like you have to like the, the ultimate, ultimately there is no permanence, right? So if you're, if you pick a side, like you will be on the wrong side eventually of, 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 of any line. If you're, if you draw a line somewhere and you just jump to one side and stay in that spot, you're going to probably, I mean, probably there's a, there's obviously things like, uh, don't kill people. Don't be a piece of shit. And, uh, you know, that's going to hold up. But, um, when you're figuring out, when we're all figuring out these like ethical guidelines and stuff, I feel like it's, it's hard to ride a line without, or it's, it's, it's hard to ride the line correctly rather. Cause what you, what, what's, what people want to do is put you in a box. They want to put you on one side of this fence or the other. And then when, when, you know, history unveils itself, then they can go, ha ha, you fucked up. Like you were in the wrong side of the fence. I was on the right side or vice versa, or just like, you know, people want to be like early adopting of like the right philosophy and ethics. And I think that's a good thing. Like people should want to, you know, have the best ideas and values and, and then stand by them, um, and help, you know, put people into the right, help, you know, direct humanity in the right way. And so, <clears throat> uh, what am I saying here is basically that, you know, I've just been thinking about it with NGS a lot. And I, th- I think I'm just throwing mad respect to what he's doing. Cause it's going to be a harder road to walk for him to like, want to, to avoid p- potential sponsors. And like, for me, there's, there's always that trade off, right? So you could, you could go, ah, I don't really believe in Red Bull. So I don't want that Red Bull sponsorship, even if it comes my way. And I mean, NGS could potentially get a Red Bull sponsorship or something. He's got like, you know, hundreds of over a hundred thousand followers, if I'm not mistaken, 105 K he's extremely talented. He's, um, young. He's got a bright future. He's got like one of the biggest viral clips recently. He did this massive pre that was shared on like ESPN and all the, I mean, ESPN that's fucking, that's the epitome right there. The mainstream is gets like huge sports broadcast. It's owned by Disney for fuck's sake. Walt Disney is fucking showing with Wengis on uh, on his platform. Basically, is what I'm saying. So he's got a lot of power momentum, and for him to to want to to guide the parkour community at least or his following and 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 who's listening and and paying attention to him towards a future where we demand more from our sponsors. I just, I I respect that because it's not an easy road to walk, you know, the money and the, the, the values, it's just like always a battle because to, to make lots of money and to have a big brand, you're, you know, as Red Bull, you're not necessarily concerned with the same things that, you know, Parker athlete is, it finds it valuable. And I don't know that, you know, this is where I get stuck is like, sometimes I'm just like, well, it's not really defined yet you know we're trying to make it a defined thing which values are more important but we're trying to like structure these values like you know what's more important than getting a good sponsor is like promoting a healthy brand like a product that you really believe in and uh but the but then if if you're if you don't value health the same way then you might still like abide by that rule and you, you know you're still promoting red bull but you believe in it so then it gets really muddy really quickly is all I'm saying, because it's not going to necessarily hold back the brands from getting involved in the sport. It might only hold you back 
from making an impact. And so then you want to know like, all right, well, how much do I need to work with, with, uh, these things? Like what kind of compromises do you need to make as an athlete? What do, are you willing to make? Um, ultimately I, I respect and just for at least trying right now to, uh, to sit, to sit on maybe, you know, like just like a, to try to push us all forward into a different direction. I, I, and what I've been thinking about recently is just like, you know, I used to always kind of, here's the both arguments in my head the other one the argument that uh is like well fuck it you know red bull sponsors skateboarding bmx cliff diving like basically every sport that i enjoy watching like or many many athletes that i would like to be uh following and 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 i understand or monster you know these these energy drinks or beer or you know name anything nfl like any any athletic endeavor they have questionable sponsors right and the bigger the sport is, the better the opportunities are for the athletes, but the worse the brands that are sponsoring the sport are. And so, you know, for me, it's always like, well, why, you know, why is it, why is the onus on parkour athletes to, to struggle harder for a future, for to make a way for themselves? Like if you want to make it your, make your way in this world, you know, why is the onus on you? If you, if you don't feel that way, especially like why, why is, you know, if the brand doesn't exist yet, is all I'm saying, the, the, the big healthy parkour sponsor, the big healthy energy drink sponsor doesn't, if it doesn't exist and, uh, you're trying to, you're just trying to do what you love for a living and you're wanting to work with, you know, if those brands don't exist, like, I don't know, I guess they do. She's see already. I just can't even put a thought together. Say so it's fucked, but, but I just want to highlight both sides of the situation because, I just, you know, the realistic side of me goes, oh, and this is, this is again, this is the duality of, of like all things, right? This is like the conversation right now between political conservatism and uh, liberalism or progressive political politics and like left and right, Republican, Democrat. It's like one side of you wants to be more conservative and just be like, hey man, this is kind of the way it works. And like, it's worked this way for a while. And, uh, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We can't just send like, fuck it. We're not doing any energy drinks anymore. it's like, okay, man, that's that philosophy might land you, you know, in uh, in a, just a shitty job. Cause you won't make it as a, you won't get sponsors. If you, if you're too demanding about what kind of sponsorships you'll have, or excuse me, I fucked up. I fucked that whole thing up. If you, if you're like conservative and you're like, this is the way it works, then you're like, I'm going to work with these brands. This is the path to success. And maybe if I get to extreme success, I'll be able to start my own energy drink company. Um, you know, like I'm going to work with Red Bull. Like, yeah, they're not the healthiest beverage, but fuck it. You know, like they sponsor so many great athletes around the world. They're trying to do their part to, to help all these sports grow like it's not necessarily inherently bad you know that these relationships exist and that these brands represent you know certain people like everyone kind of knows what red bull is and if you're an intelligent consumer it's not really up to red bull to make sure that you don't drink too many and get cancer or get drink too many and have a heart attack or some shit it's up to the individual to to figure that shit out and if people are too dumb to figure it out then you know, that's their problem, not mine. I'm going, you know, I've got this opportunity. I'm going to take it and I'm going to make something blah, blah, blah. But then the other, you know, the more progressive side of you, the the more liberal side of you, the fucking, you know, there's so many different ways to draw the line. But like that, per- that person says, no, we can do better. No, like 
the system is yeah it's been this way for a while but we've 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 also used to be worse than this and you know we've we've come all this way why would we come all this way just to stop here we got to go further we got to make it better we got to have better healthier drinks and uh and that's always a line that you're trying to ride as just like a person living you know it's fucking we got real existential real fast in this fucking 33rd episode guys too much too much i'm i'm uh I'm not, I'm waxing on like a fucking philosopher that I'm not. So, although I did minor in philosophy, so I have a minor, um, qualification here, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's all I'm saying is like respect to NGIS. If you want to go support his, uh, his (laughs) training, I'm going to throw his link in the description as well. And, um, I, I wonder if this is going to be the new paradigm. Like that's kind of how I started the conversation is I wonder, and I hope, I feel like it kind of has to be right but it's going to be it's going to be something that doesn't happen overnight like we can't like the new paradigm and this is something that's really awesome like one of the patreon one of my new i think the newest uh patreon patrons um kind of laid it out this same same ethic for me he was just like i want to support your podcast because i don't want to support you know bullshit i want to spend my money and put it towards the kinds of people that you know, I want to support, I don't want to just mindlessly be just throwing dollars at these big corporations that don't necessarily represent like what I want the world to be. And I got mad respect for that. Cause it takes both people from, but uh, it takes people from both sides of the aisle. Right. And just can go out and do that. But it also takes people that believe in and and like also share that same value and that same ethic f- to contribute. And, uh, you know, otherwise you just, you know, that's, that's that, you're, yeah, that's that trust fall, baby. That's and just his fucking. He's going like this, and he's just fucking leaning back right now. He's going, come on, guys, you got me right. Whoa! And just fucking f- jumping off of like a van, and um, and I hope that we, you know, as a community and as just like other, because I I feel the same way. Like I I've never really thrown anything on the on the podcast that I don't really believe in for sure. Like I would never do that um, to you guys or, you know, I just, that's not the kind of person I want to be either. I understand why you would make compromises though. Does that make sense? I don't know. But I, you know, I, everything I put in the description, I think is a useful tool. It's something that I would use or something that I think you guys could use. And you know, but I, you know, I don't have a personal problem with Red Bull, like person, you know, like that's, that's a compromise that I'd be willing to make. I, I feel like that if Red Bull came at me with a sponsorship and I don't know why Red Bull is always the classic example, it just fucking is monster. Let's go with monster this time. So monster comes at me with a fucking opportunity to work with them, become the first parkour monster athlete, you know, which as far as I know, doesn't exist yet. So once Red Bull and monster start competing for parkour athletes like that, See, that's like what I'm saying is like if if all of a sudden monsters in the game, that doesn't just help me. That helps the entirety of parkour because now you have two monster, literally, and two giant energy drink brands. I don't know how much they earn, whatever, but massive corporations competing for a market share instead of just Red Bull owning a piece of parkour because Red Bull owns a piece of parkour, whether we want them to or not right now, because they're one of the few people that puts on a a huge event every year. They are sponsoring athletes and they're sponsoring them in a way that almost no other brand is right now. Still, you know, other than maybe GoPro and a few other, you know, 
select brands. Um, but <clears throat> there's very few grassroots parkour brands like store that are completely self-sustaining and, uh, and even store has worked with numbers of different companies, you know, that I'm sure if you fucking dug deep enough, you could find some shit on. And that's just all I'm saying is like, but it elevates the sport, you know? And if, if I, if a monster came at me with an opportunity, I think that it would bring the sport to a higher level. And, uh, you know, depending on what the terms were, pff, fuck man, might be willing to do it. Might be willing to do it. You know, I don't know though. I don't drink monster. Am I willing to like drink some monster once in a while just to, you know, it's fucking tough, man. It's tough. Um, but ultimately I think that'd be huge for the sport. If like we had dual, you know, that there's just like, it's cost benefit, baby. And what's your, what are your values? And like who, you know, it's fucked up. It's fucking intense. But ultimately I think what you got to do is just be you because I don't know why I'm trying to give advice. Like what the fuck do I know? But <laughs> I think that I'm just thinking this out loud, I guess. So I hope you guys are enjoying, enjoying it, but, uh, th- you gotta be you because like whatever your values are, like you have them for, for any number of reasons. Right. But if you have those values, they're not necessarily better or worse than, than Engis's values or the guy that runs monster, the CEO of monster. But if they're true to you, and we all act out the truest version of ourselves, I think we're all going to be okay. We're all going to figure it out together as like a humanity. But I think where you get fucked up is when you betray your values because then, you know, like part of the reason, you know, this is fucking getting weird again, but part of the reason why I think you have these values is like you're supposed to. The genetic diversity of like the human species incorporates you know just like there's mutations in your dna that all right oh look like you can't get sickle cell now because you don't have the you have like a you know better gene or something or you can't get you're less prone to get cancer you're less prone to get your balls chopped off from ball cancer or your your um nose chopped off from nose this is so insensitive you're less you're less likely to uh I don't know, man. God damn it. There's like things like, there's probably diseases that I can't get that like generations ago that you could get just because the, the, the pool of, of humanity has grown more robust or whatever. Or obviously there's, um, you know, just fucking look, we're not in the water anymore. We're on land chilling in the sun, like fucking pro pink monkey pimps. And that wouldn't have happened without the diversity, right? But I think that the uh, the ethical the the values are part in some part they're like they're like worked into the whole evolution they're worked into you know what the what the human what life is trying to do is express itself maybe through your fucking genome right through everyone's specific DNA and there's so many different variables and things that's why like we've be, become so robust because we're so versatile so adaptable that the human species can overcome virtually anything because there's just so much diversity within us. Right. So, but there's supposed to be that diversity. That's all I'm saying. So if you fucked up and you like betray your values, you're just fuck, you're diluted. You're making it so that you're making a more homogenized, less robust, less dope, um, expression of, of life, what life really wants it to be. So you, that's why you got to follow your heart. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't know what I end up doing. Sometimes I end up start, I start waxing on a wax, wax on baby. Like the fucking kid in the karate, karate kid, man. I wax 
on. Wax. Like a fucking surfboard, I put wax on it. When I'm going surfing on the big waves, I wax on, baby. I hope I actually do get to go surfing re- like sand. I love surfing. That's something I miss. Um, damn, son. I don't know what... See, this is the fun of the podcast, baby. You guys are along for the ride. I, I, you guys are just... You're probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? I barely talked about parkour. And uh, that's what I love sometimes. Is we just go on some mad tangents with this podcast. And that's what it's all about, baby. And that's why I love you guys for joining me on this. Like, this is... It's so fun. Like, it's... It means a lot to have, like, this self-expression, you know? And, and have people respond to it. So, much love to you guys. Um... So I really do love doing this. It's fucking my favorite thing almost. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to another bookmarked post here. So shout out to Engius. I hope I wish him well and I respect his uh, ethic and, um, and, you know, and another one that comes out often with, with some, some ideas on that. If you want another, if you, I mean, again, I don't know how you fucking found me if you don't know who Callum Powell is, but Callum Powell and both Engius, they're both have, immense followings and for good reason they're insanely talented practitioners and they have like similar thoughts you know and uh i don't know that you should be listening to parkour athletes for your philosophy but i don't know that you shouldn't be either you know what i'm saying if it's true fuck it it's fucking working you know it's that's the beauty of it we could be we could all be stupid but we also might have something to it you don't learn nothing when you do, you know, when you do, when you dive deep and you, you discover stuff about yourself movement wise, you also discover stuff about yourself in the, uh, in the abstract. Um, goddamn this face surgery. Did anyone see that shit? Face transplant. This is the most fucked up thing I've ever seen. I don't, I mean, goddamn the John Travolta movie, Nick Cage, John Travolta. It's real. They put a new face on some some poor you know some someone who had their face uh, apparently like I I didn't read into it too much just because I don't know man I don't have time to to read about the face things but apparently this is like the first face transplant and um, I guess just pay attention to that there's a there's a photo on Nat Geo of some some girl's face just on a it, like it was just ho- kind of horrifying I was like what. I guess it's science, but it's like, it's almost too personal. They like show this woman's face. Literally her face is just on a, a piece of like surgic paper, surgeon's paper or whatever, like the little, whatever, like that covers their face. Like it like, look, I mean, I'm looking at it right now and it's, I don't know, man, something irks me about it. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy that this is, this science is, again, you're pushing forward, but Again, you're making maybe a compromise with your ethic to make to push to elevate things. You're like, you know what? Some people probably think it's fucked up to have a face. You know, there's probably some at least ancient tribal cultures guaranteed. There's some people with fucking nice painted spears and shit. That's fucked up probably and super offensive to someone too. But let's just say there's like some people with some some nice wooden tools and uh, and they if they they thought if they thought that you would take their face in the afterlife they probably would think that fucking 
they would go straight to hell and they'd be faceless in hell or something for the rest of their life. So someone's got to believe that it's okay to take a face off before you can do it. That's all I'm saying. Someone's got to believe you can take a monster ship, monster sponsorship before you can take one. But Jesus Christ, this is, I'm trying to tie things together and I think that's like a stretch. That's a reach. Super reach, guys. Um, this is what happens when you haven't ranted for a while. I've, I've been off my rant game. But um, but we already covered like 36 minutes, so we're big chilling here because I only got a few more things to say. And it always takes way longer than I'm supposed to to say it. So uh, we got... What the fuck was I going to say here? Oh, you guys, there's a fucking thing. I swear to God, where is it? Uh, it don't matter. Um, I broke my computer. Check this out. Oh, you can't see. If I do get the video up, that you might be able to see this. It fucking threw my phone just randomly across. I was like going to bed and I just tossed my phone like into my room, into the abyss where I know like it's going to land on my bed somewhere because I know where my bed is and I know like how to throw things. Um, but not well enough because I forgot that I, my laptop was already sitting on this said edge of that bed. So I fucking threw my phone into my own laptop and now it's going to cost me $700 to fix. So fuck. Um, maybe six, maybe 600. I might save some money. But uh, the only other thing I really wanted to bring up to the, and uh, the current events of the world, things that I'm stoked about and things that I'm interested in here. And I appreciate you guys just joining me on this. Couple of fight things happen in the world these days. We got Connor Khabib. Boom, son. That was finally announced. That was actually announced a while ago, but I haven't commented on it. And uh, just, you know, because we've been having guests only and I don't usually bring up MMA unless, you know, I know that they're into it as well. But uh, this is the fight of the century. This is the biggest fight. Not, I mean, it is of the century, but literally of all time, this is the biggest MMA fight that there will ever be. And, uh, well, not ever be, but this is the biggest fucking, this is the biggest MMA fight that there ever has been. And it's Connor, of course, Connor McGregor versus Khabib Nurma Gomedov from Russia, from Kazakhstan versus the Irish defender, the fucking Irish attacker, really the Irish striker, Connor McGregor. Um, Connor's been out for two years now since he's had an MMA fight. But he did have the boxing fight to Floyd last year, which we don't know what Connor's like ring rust is gonna look like. And it real quick, the fuck do I know? I'm a fight fan, but if you're like looking for the real fight shit, you're gonna go somewhere else probably. But this is what I think on the situation. So Connor's got this Connor's got this fucking two year layoff, basically, but he's also got a really improved jab. Because when he was getting ready for that boxing fight, obviously he's boxing a lot. And and his, his striking is already impeccable. But he's got a new tool now, a, a more improved, like it's sharper than ever, this jab, which I think people are neglecting. And here, here, here the only reason I'm saying anything, because, you know, obviously I'm not like someone that you should necessarily, I'm not like the, the fight analyst or some shit. But this is a, these are viewpoints that I have yet to really hear from the people that I listen to, so... At least it's original. So coming at you with this shit. No one's really talked about this yet, but his jab is probably so much more improved that 
his striking is even more dangerous for Khabib because Khabib's already got a really and everyone's betting on Khabib right now. Everyone's just saying that Khabib's going to walk through him, which I love this because Connor hasn't been doubted like this. Actually, Connor's been doubted like this pretty much his entire career, which is fucking hilarious. And yes, he was. You know, the only time he wasn't doubted was the first Nate Diaz fight, and that's the, like the first time he lost and and since he had like his fame. But um, his performance against Floyd, you know, if you know enough about boxing, which I don't, but as I dove deeper and deeper into things, you realize that his performance against Floyd was actually pretty incredible, consi- all things considered. Um, it, 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 and again, I don't want to go into all those details, but it actually was a pretty incredible performance, all things considered. Like, obviously, he didn't knock him out, and there's going to be shit talking on either side of the fence, but it was pretty amazing. That said, so and Khabib is obviously a ridiculously talented wrestler, probably the greatest in the UFC, um, maybe to to date, and and maybe one of the greats that we'll ever see. You know, the, maybe maybe the greatest wrestler grappler that we'll ever see um, for his weight class, especially. He he's 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 rarely lost a round. I think maybe maybe one in his history, and he he just controls the fight, dominates every time. But we've seen him get hit, and we've never seen him versus a striker that's like the elite that Connor is. Connor is as as good as Khabib is a wrestler. Connor is a striker, um, you know, like, and that's maybe there's my there's contention around that statement maybe, but that's what I believe. I think that Connor is at least as good a striker as Khabib is a wrestler or a grappler, and you start on the feet. So here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. And I'm a Connor Dick writer, as uh, Shab would put it, Brennan Shab. Shout out to Big Brown Breakdown, which is, or excuse me, it's Below the Belt podcast, which is where I get a lot of my fight um, info. And uh, I'm a Connor Dick writer. So I, I fucking love Connor. I've always loved him. I'm a huge Khabib fan as well because, you know, I'm just a fight fan. But for me, I, I love Connor. I am rooting for Connor. I want Connor to win. So just know that going into this analysis. But I also think he's going to win because of these reasons. So he's got this jab. He's even more dangerous on the feet than ever. More dangerous on the feet than ever if there's no ring rest. This is the big F. This is the big question. Connor hasn't been active, right? So we don't know exactly what he looks like, but he's never seemed to shy away from the moment. And... And just because of that reason alone, and now he's a father and he's, he's working. I, I don't know. For me, I kind of feel like he's, he's not necessarily, we, we don't have to worry about ring rust. He's still in the prime of his career. He's still in the prime of his athletic, um, you know, capabilities. And he might not be hungrier than ever. That's the thing is he, he made a hundred million on the Floyd fight. So he doesn't really have to fight this fight. And, you know, I'm sure the way he set it up and the deal that he already arranged is regardless of whether he wins or loses, he's probably going to make close to another hundred million on this fight just because he's getting points or he's getting some piece of the company or he's getting something that he wouldn't come back to the game to get, you know, it's, it's not, it's not necessary for him unless, you know, and, the, and when you're, when you're that kind of person, you're going, when you when you make it to that level, you don't just lose that kind of uh, that desire to make more money, and I, I don't see that going away. I don't think he's doing it out of charity. I think he knows his worth. I think he's demanding his worth, and I think he's getting his worth, which you know, with the Floyd fight was roughly a hundred million. So let's just say he's making maybe not quite that much because it, for whatever reason the UFC is taking more and 
blah, blah, blah. Like there's something about it. Maybe it's closer to 60 or 80 million, but even still, I think it's probably in the trip digits potentially all said and done because of all the deals that he's striking, you know, sponsorships behind, like what's, what's going to go on his shorts. Who's he going to do a commercial with leading up to the fight? There's a whole bunch of shit that goes into it. So he's going to be able to retire already, but he's going to double retire. He's going to double his retirement fund potentially with this fight. So we'll, the, the hunger, but he's, he's always been for, uh, hungry for legacy and making history and all these things. So these are the motivating forces for Connor. So even though he's got all this money in the bank, I think he's super interested in this fight. I think the fact that everyone's doubting him again, the think a lot of fighters, I watched a reaction to, to when the fight was announced of all the fighters, you know, predicting who they win, who they think is going to win. And of course, everyone jumps again on the, uh, you know, I think Connor's going to get out wrestled and controlled the entire fight or, you know, Khabib's going to, Khabib's never lost. Khabib's never really lost a round, even like I was saying. And, I don't know. It's just such an exciting fight to fuck for fuck's sake. I'm just so excited about it. But I think that Connor, because the fight starts on the feet every round and like Khabib never finishes his opponents. He, he almost always just drags the fight to the distance. He rarely gets, you know, any damage done to him. He usually controls the fight, but he doesn't deal an insane amount of damage either. I mean, he molly wops motherfuckers, but they don't have to stop the fight ever. They don't actually ever have to stop. You know, the ref rarely jumps in on a Khabib fight. And he's not, he's not, you know, he's not choking people out either. He's just dominating the fight, complete dominance from bell to bell, but it's not necessarily, uh, you know, he's not knocking people out technically or otherwise. So, well, and, 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 and again, Khabib has faced some stiff competition, but let's, let's let, if you go down the, I don't, I don't have time to pull this up right now, but if you actually go down the line Connor has faced much different competition, in my opinion. Con- Connor has fought the who's who. He's fought real hardcore champions, and he's he's and he's fought the fucking greatest boxer of all time. Like you could put that in his f- feather in his cap as well. And he's recovered from losses. And you know, Connor's story, in my opinion, is much more uh, textured. You know, it's got he's he's got more shit like harder lessons have been learned harder things and Khabib has never been in a fight of this magnitude he's never had to deal with the Connor machine when you fight Connor you get on this roller coaster of fucking press I mean they're 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 kind of going under they're flying under the radar with most of it so I don't know how much the press is but trust that when you know the 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 ticket sales it didn't beat Connor's other fight the 205 his last fight in the UFC because because it's not at Madison Square Garden um, it's in Vegas, so you just don't get to charge as much. But it had the second highest ticket sales in uh, in like you know fight history or whatever, and basically is it it sold out in like in in, in minutes or whatever, in, in in maybe a day or something like this. But like f- seats are going for forty five grand. You know this is the magnitude of this fight is something Khabib has never dealt with before, and we've never you know we've seen Connor he eats that shit up. But Khabib, it, we don't know. We don't know. And, and uh, man, I just think that Connor gets it done. I think he actually gets it done kind of early. I think it gets done inside two rounds. But that's my, that's my, uh, that's my prediction. I think that like Connor's too good on his feet. We've seen Khabib get hit and we've seen him get rocked by people that are much less talented striking wise. And we've seen Connor kind of face some elite wrestlers maybe you know no one on again no one on Khabib's level definitely no one on Khabib's level but I don't think Connor 
is shies away too easily. I think Connor goes in there. He does work. He maybe gets some body work in. Does you know kicks the body? He that's dangerous. You know, versing someone who's going to want to take your leg and throw you down. If he gets a hold of one leg, you're fucked. Like if if Habib can get his hand on you, it's over. But I think Connor has the speed advantage. I think he'll do some body work that might pay off in the later rounds if it even goes that far. But I think Habib keeps coming in. Khabib is going to be too sloppy coming in. And even if he gets Connor down. Connor's going to be landing elbows off his back, and uh, and and even if he's getting a little fucked up, he's going to survive the round and make it to the the next round. And uh, you know, I think it'll be similar to the Chad Mendez fight, where yeah, okay, maybe it looks bad for Connor for a minute, but I think that Connor's going to be measured with his energy and his strikes, and every strike's going to kind of count, you know. Whereas Khabib. Khabib is going to wear try to wear him out but I think Connor is going to be smart enough to to actually just do enough damage that the fight's going to be over. The fight's going to be real over uh and uh I think worst case scenario for Connor is he does mad body work at the start of each round, fucks up the but he, I don't know though. I don't fucking know cuz the Russians they don't they don't play, man. They do not play around and they're tough as nails. So I don't know that Khabib, we've never seen Khabib really tested though. We've never really seen him like push to his limit. So it's going to be interesting to see, man. I can't wait for this fight. And then the other one that got announced, and this is the world of boxing, is you got that young Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Holy shit. I don't know when this fight is going to be announced. I think it's in November. November in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken. Which, goddamn, dude. I mean, I'm a fight fan. So this is like the best year. This is the best fall of uh, of recent memory. Like this, the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight is a. It's just a dream for for someone who, j- especially I just got into heavyweight boxing. Heavyweight boxing hasn't been this this good apparently since like you know the Joe Frazier's and the Mike Tyson's of the world and the and the and the Ali's and shit. But. You got Deontay Wilder, the American champ, holding the W something EC belt or whatever. And you got Tyson Fury. They're both undefeated. Tyson's not looked as like active. Again, he's kind of he he's had like mental issues, but he he just had two fights recently this year. He's getting some momentum. He's getting his legs underneath him again. And uh we'll see, dude. I mean, apparently his style is just too fucked. It's just super hard to deal with. So he's the toughest fight for for either Deontay or the other champion, Anthony Joshua. But there's there's three people in the mix: Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. And Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua they're from the UK, so you UK listeners probably know that already. But Anthony Joshua basically bitched out, you know, whether it was him or it was his people, his management bitched out of the Deontay Wilder fight and went to to take another route and kind of like push that further down the road. Smart move by him, I'm sure. You know, it's a tactical move, but. Um, he's going to be forced to fight the winner of Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. And uh, that's whoever, I mean, either way, if it goes Deontay or Tyson, it'll be the biggest boxing fight, you know, probably since Ali Rumble in the Jungle or some shit. Like, it's going to be insane. Um, So, yeah, epic time to be a fight fan. Fuck's sake. Um, All right, well, let me see here. Yeah, we did it. We did it, gang. We just done did it, you know? I just ranted on you guys, and uh, 
I hope you dug it. You know, we talked about some fight shit. We talked about parkour a little bit. We talked about the the ethics of life, the duality of fucking life. I wish I had some funnier things to say sometimes because I don't know. My mind gets real analytical real fast, but we'll be coming back with some guests though. Um, once I return and I'm really excited to take this thing on the road. I, I know that like I'm, I'm going to need to square some things off and, and you know, um, you know, I think once apex Lewis will get his feet back underneath him again, we'll be having some, some easier times, um, freeing up some time to maybe devote more time to the podcast, hopefully. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to, 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 to do like a tour, you know, sooner than you guys might think. Um, I'm saving up for that. If you guys want to help me save up for that, please visit the description. There's lots of different things you can do. Um, even if you're just subscribing, uh, or writing that young review or writing or, you know, all that Patreon son, that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate. That's like the, the ultimate thing. But, uh, if you even just spread the word of the podcast, that's huge. You know, as we get more momentum and get some more numbers going, we popping off, you know, this is the fucking height drop. And I got a lot of fucking ideas though. I can't wait. I can't wait to shoot some more video with you guys. Hopefully this video works and we can get it uploaded. It'll be the first and finally we'll get the, the, the YouTube channel running. Um, and, uh, and you know, and then eventually I'd like to do a couple episodes a week as well, you know, double our dosage and, uh, get more guests going and, and just start just fucking pumping shit out. You know what I'm saying? Just pu- pu- pumping it out. So, um, that's it gang. That's it. I got much love for every one of you. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been a crazy episode. They always are. Um, if you guys want to talk to me, baby, just like the Rich the Kid and and who is it? Tory Lanes. Tory Lanes, so cool. Uh, just get at me, you know. I want to have all you guys on the podcast. Every one of you out there listening right now. I want to have. Well, maybe not all of you guys. Come on, let's be real. You would have something to say sometimes. Some people are just, they, they don't fucking enjoy talking. So then you wouldn't even want to be on here probably. But if you got some shit to say and you want to say it, get on here. Or just get on. Like, you don't have to be on as a guest. You can just talk to me on the comments, son. You can talk to me in the, in the you can, I get my phone number probably listed somewhere online. You can find that. You got the um, Instagram DMs, son. Slide into those DMs. You got them. What you got? You got the hotline. We got the height drop hotline. You can record a voice recording and send it to fucking the height drop at gmail.com. You can, you can fucking write me a love letter and I'll read it on air. You can write me a hate letter and I might read it on air. Um, you could put anthrax in an envelope and I'll detect it and I won't inhale. And then the FBI will find you and destroy you or, you know, someone with a special set of skills. But whatever you do, uh, I appreciate you for it. So thank you guys for, uh, for joining me on this episode 33. I'll be at the burn when this comes out. Wish me luck out there. And I uh, can't wait to, to bring you guys uh, some crazy stories, some, some, uh, some insights, hopefully, and uh, many more episodes with some awesome guests in the future. High drop. We out. We'll see you next week. Peace. She too bad, I'm a-